Hi guys, this is Sarah. And this is Katrina Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the feds. feds. FedWork is the modern day background check. And we encourage people to feed empowerment daily. And, and you're, you're now, now listening, listening to, to FedWork. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi. I remember going to an HBCU football game and it was one of the most memorable experiences of my life. Watching HBCU's team and band bring so much excitement to a stadium packed with fans was definitely a once in a lifetime opportunity. And you know what? The best part of it all is that Pepsi is a proud supporter of HBCU students on and off the field. Pepsi and HBCUs, that is exactly what I like. Hey guys, happy FedWork Friday. I'm Katrina Joe, And I'm Sarah. And happy holidays. Yes. How is it here already? <laughs> I don't know, girl. How is it already this time of the year? I don't know. It was like Friday was Halloween. Monday was Thanksgiving. And this next Friday is Christmas. I don't understand how we're like, where else the time went. Yes. That's what it feels like. It feels crazy. And when you're younger, it feels like Christmas takes 10 years to get here. Because you know. it's only fun. <laughs> yes. Because it's only fun and you're not on the, you know, planning side of things but as an adult it's just like happy new year and then christmas that's it literally that quick like a snap and you're in a whole a whole the whole year went by already 100 percent. what are you and your family doing for the holiday my cousin's actually going to be here from new york so i get to start to redo our normal tradition of bowling on christmas eve so i'm excited about that you know i love to bowl and then <laughs> I'll drive over to my brother's house. It's a couple hours away. My parents will meet me there. He and his girlfriend are hosting Christmas at their house. So we'll have Christmas Eve. He, they do it with her family. So we'll just kind of chill that day. And then uh, Christmas Day, we have all the family over. My grandma gets to come for a couple hours because she she's older and lives in a place. So my uncle picks her up and we get to spend time with her. So just about family time, lots of uh, good food and some drinks, maybe. <laughs> what about you? I love it. Nice. Um, I will be going home to the Bay Area. Yes, literally. Yes, literally just for a night. I fly out Christmas Eve, come back Christmas evening. I planned it that way because my long trip home was supposed to be Thanksgiving, but right. I ended up getting COVID, so I couldn't go. But it's fine. Um, I prefer to fly back on Christmas Day just so it's not crazy in the airport the day after Ooh. Christmas. Yeah, so I will be in LA for the majority of the holiday season, fly home for a night, come back, still trying to figure out New Year's. And just really just relax, regroup from a a long, yeah, pandemic year, work year, all of that. For sure. You know, I know on the flip end of things, it's like, you know, on one side, it's happy holidays. But on the other side, there's a lot of stressors that can come with the holiday season. I think for me, the first thing, first world problems, (laughs) is shopping. Yeah. And prior to the pandemic, it was, you know, I used to always say, like, I'm going to start at the top of the year. I'm going to take notes of little things that all my friends and family mention and gather things. And by Christmas, I don't have to worry about anything because I have it all together. That never happens. So then comes December, I'm online or I'm going into the store trying to figure out and, and gather presents. And now we have a pandemic on top of that, mm-hmm. where if you do have to go in the store for something that's not online, you're worried about. I mean, in LA, unfortunately, something happening to you if you're actually out at a shopping center or something. Yes, with masks on, you know, someone approaching you or whatnot, which can be very scary, as well as actually getting 
the virus, COVID. Luckily you're, luckily you're covered <laughs> right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. But still it's just like a lot of stress and anxiety that it could put on someone just literally trying to get gifts for people that they love. I'm not even doing holiday cards this year. I had planned to, cause I have a whole list of everyone and every, and it's like, all of a sudden I looked and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's already December 5th. Yeah. With the way the post office was working, they're going to get it in February. Yeah. So I was like this year, even though it was a year that I should do them because people need positivity all the time. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Next year I'm starting to back up, but yeah. not even doing cards this year. It's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm at my limit with the year. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you need some time off. You need some time I mean, to not think about anything or yeah. anything. Holidays can also bring forward a lot of like heavy feelings sometimes. Like I know we were blessed enough to be able to spend the holiday season with family members, but people that have maybe recently experienced loss or not even just loss um, within their family or even a friend circle, but also just relationships that may be strained, getting along with parents or cousins or brothers and sisters and just trying to navigate through that during a time where you're supposed to come together with family and friends during Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's. That can be extremely hard. Oh, absolutely. And there's the differences between beliefs and there's the differences between religions and and different things like that. Politics, all of that that comes into play around the holidays. I was actually reading this really cool article on Oprah.com by Martha Beck, and it's the five strategies for surviving the holidays. Typically, I feel like these lists that you'll find are going to be like, make sure you're centered, make sure, you know, all the pleasantries of what you could do. She kept it real. Okay. And I thought it was very important to share the five strategies that she came up with, because not only does it take like the, and kind of allows you to to embrace the bad and like realize your own power within that, but some of them are also kind of fun. So if you don't mind, I'd like to share these. Yes, okay, cool. Okay. So strategy one, give up hope. <laughs> <laughs> she says, before you meet your relatives this season, take a few moments to sit quietly and acknowledge what you wish they were like. Then prepare to accept them, even if they behave as they have always done in the past. Now, Fair. I think that's genius because it's, it's sitting with the truth. Instead of trying to recreate the wheel, that's never going to get changed. It's never going to change. Yeah. It's kind of like not setting expectations so that you don't disappoint yourself. It's like, okay, I know that I wish they were like this, but in reality, this is how they are. And I need to accept that. Yeah. It's like uncle Pete is always wasted. He's going to be wasted this year too. <laughs> yeah. Give him, give him some more eggnog. Like yeah. that's yeah. You know, just right. It's just what it is. Okay. Um, strategy two, set secure boundaries. So her, her suggestions were maybe setting a timeline. Do you want to be there for four hours or do you want to be there for only one hour? And then having a plan on how to actually execute that timeline. You know, have a friend who will call you with a bloody hand issue like I've done for you in the past and be like, hey, there's an emergency. You got to leave. Yeah. Another suggestion that I hadn't even thought about was, and I haven't thought about it because this hasn't happened to me yet, but rent a car. Like if you're going to be stuck at the mercy of your family, rent a car, show up with your own whip and be like, yeah. I'm going to leave when I want to. Thank right. you. Yeah. So I thought that was a good one. Strategy three, lose control. Okay. Now this one is for kind of like those helicopter parents that never want to stop, even though you're grown, right? Let's say that your parents criticize you or they're like, oh, have you gained weight? Things like that while you're sitting there. 
trying to enjoy your dinner and you're like, well, I don't get to eat that pie now. Thanks, mom. You know, it might make you want to throw dinner rolls across the table, but don't violate your own code of values and ethics to appease them, but also don't waste your energy trying to change them. There, There are going to be differences. Just kind of take it, brush it off and recognize like what your core values are. Feel what you feel, know what you know, and set your relatives free to do the same. That was her, her note there, which I liked that. Yeah, I love that. Okay, now this is where it gets fun, okay? Strategy four, become a participant observer. Now, I didn't know what that was before reading this. It means that you can join groups of people in order to watch and then report on whatever those people do. So it might not be your normal circle, but you're going to get some good stuff out of it. One of the games that she suggests playing is queen for a day. So basically what you do is prior to the family function, you're going to meet with a couple friends after the holidays. You set a date and time. It's a, it's a planned thing. Then you bring stories from what you dealt with at your family's functions. And whoever had the most horrendous becomes queen for the day and everyone else buys their lunch. I love it. How fun is that? <laughs> right. So it's like so you're coming into something knowing it might be bad, but there's something positive after the event yeah. mm-hmm. that you get have. Plus everyone gets some laughs and some drinks. And I think it's so much fun. The last one was kind of like a game. This one is is true, like an actual debriefing. So find someone that you love that you know is going to understand you. Maybe they're in a similar boat as you. Maybe like in my case, let's say it's my brother. He really gets me. He understands like we both have the same issue that we see every time at our family. That's not true, but I'm just using him as an example. So you call him after and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we both survived that. You have kind of your confidant that you trust, you know, and whether it not be a family member, maybe it's your therapist or a friend, whoever it is, that a place that you can actually share everything that you unfortunately had kind of taken, um, you can release it to them and, and have a debriefing session with them. So like I said, the five strategies, they're, they're quite different from the ones that you typically see. She kind of played on the fact that we all deal with this. Let's have some fun with it. And I really thought they were good. Yeah. I mean, I love that. And even if you were to implement even like one or two of those into your holiday season, you are struggling with any type of gathering. I'm sure it it would help tremendously. Oh, for sure. And I'll put this list together. We'll do something cool with that on Instagram so that hopefully, you know, if you guys listen and you, you wanted to remember it again, you could see it on our Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. And just to touch on boundaries what you said earlier, like, yes, you can set boundaries of like time limits, right. Of like how long you want to go or when you want to leave or whatever, but there's also boundaries that you can set on like a family member may bring up a topic that is extremely uncomfortable for you or that is triggering for you. Right. So like going Mm -hmm. into a situation with family or friends, acknowledging and knowing that like, I will be triggered here you know, my mom or my dad is going to say something or, you know, this has been an ongoing conversation for the last 20 years of my life. Right. I'm aware of this. This is going to be a trigger and being aware and setting boundaries of like, I know this, this topic is important to you, but I'm not comfortable talking about this anymore. Being firm in that, you know, mm-hmm. at the dinner table, even when it may be uncomfortable, I think is also necessary on top of, I may need to only stay for two hours. Those things combined can be extremely healthy for you. For sure. Or I know that we had talked about this before, but there's also the boundary of not going. Yeah. Opting out. And I think, I think that's important too, because I don't ever think about it. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people don't think about like, Hey, 
sometimes when I get together with my family, it's really heavy. It can be an option to completely opt out. Hey guys, I'm not going to make Christmas this year, but I'll see you at Easter or something, or I'll be there for Thanksgiving, but I'm not going to do Christmas. Like opting out sometimes if you need that for your mental and emotional health is okay to do. And I don't think it's something that is talked about, let alone encouraged, just thinking about that as an option, if things are too heavy for you and to not forget that, like, sometimes, you know, yes, we do have our family that, you know, we are all born with and blessed with, but also like we have our extended family, our family that we are able to choose that may come from friends and coworkers and things like that, that maybe you want to celebrate with them instead, you know, or maybe make new traditions with other people, outside of your immediate family. And that is okay too. If things are unhealthy or if just like, Hey, you're burnt out from the year. You don't want to travel across the country, you know, whatever it may be, just knowing that you have that choice for yourself and and it's okay. Yeah. And I, I, I never had even considered that until we, we started discussing this topic because for me, it wasn't an option. Like my plane ticket was bought for me on Christmas. I came home. I flew home for 13 years every Christmas. It was not an option. I always wanted to. Like there was never a time where I was like, oh, I can't. But there's so many people that are are not as fortunate to have a family that they enjoy or to have the financial ability to travel to them. And they shouldn't feel sad during the holidays because of societal pressures. They should be able to find their own family, find their own traditions and start those. And that that should be okay. And I think that that's not discussed enough. Like you said, it's not normalized enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes those things happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, like, like you said earlier, like we'll put this information as well as, you know, a link to that article in our newsletter, we'll, we'll link it in our stories or maybe even our bio. And again, you know, put together a sheet for you guys to hold on to and maybe bookmark for holidays to come in case it's something you need to tap back into of like, okay, what do I need to do here? I'm having a hard time because (laughs) yeah, a little survival guide because you know, it is happy holidays, but it's also, it could be a time that can be very triggering or heavy for some people and you know, it's okay. Yeah. We're all in it together. Absolutely. Yes. So we hope you guys do have a happy holiday. Yeah. (laughs) Whether you are with family, friends, extended family, if you choose to spend it by yourself, just a significant other, whatever it is, we hope that you have your own peace of mind and enjoy the rest of the year. Yes. Thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of FedWork. We hope that you enjoyed it. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. For any inquiries or sponsorship requests, please visit wearefedwork.com.